Physical strength is no substitute for perception. For perception is the key which unlocks the intangible power of the spirit. You perceive nothing. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. That's for you, Emily. <laughs> this is the acting, as we're going to call it, the acting episode one of the Elijah Bailey Show. Um, I'm here with my good buddy, good uh, friend, uh, co-host, co-pilot, co-signer, Richard yes. uh, L. Taplin. I got bad credit, but I will co-sign for you, hey, sir. Uh, hey, <laughs> all I need is the co-sign. The credit, we'll work uh, that shit out later. Thank you. Thank you for being so kind. <laughs> But um, we actually recorded episode one uh, a little bit more than a month ago. About a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, due to all these life events, like Richard, you uh, and got married. Got married. And, uh, and you were there. Yes, I was there. And yeah. it was a blast, man. Thank you. Thank from, you. From the... Um, the flask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't even play video games. I mean, we just had fun hanging out and talking. You know, I hate that I didn't have enough time just to chill in there with you yeah, because I, I really wanted to. I mean, but but weddings are like, I mean, our wedding was a cruise ship wedding, so it was a little bit different. We were trying to get our families. When is y'all's anniversary? I know it already passed. Yeah, October 21st. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, so it's like six days after ours. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. so that's what, yeah, so after you guys got married, we had our our uh, anniversary two years and ours was a little bit different because we just had to make sure our family members got dressed and then we went to separate cabins got dressed and then you know they walked me kind of through what was going on and went and talked to jessica mm-hmm. and then we got married on the ship before mm-hmm. we left the port of galveston so i mean but you still have those same like watching you guys i still kind of i could remember the feeling going through that yeah. and fucking what was the name lee Lee. Oh, that was coming uh, in the fucking room without his name, asking. It wasn't Lee. You, you think it's Lee because <laughs> he's, he's Asian? Asian. <laughs> uh, I thought Billy. It was Billy. What the fuck? What kind of self-respecting Asian American's <laughs> name is Billy? <laughs> fucking. Did you see the video? <laughs> yeah, the video was nice, man. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah. To, he actually took some good pictures yeah, too. Yeah, he did. But I mean, Billy, Billy was fucking disrespectful. We yeah. just walk into the fucking room. Hey, I see penises yeah. in here, dude. I mean, he was he was thirsty, <laughs> thirsty for them shots. <laughs> but uh, but um, I mean, the photographer for ours, I regret not being able to get all the pictures because the pictures were way overpriced. But he yeah. got shots of Jessica because I never I didn't get to see her. You know, you're not supposed to see the bride, yeah. and she was getting her hair and stuff done with her mom and her sister, and you could just tell that they were happy. And I was in the room getting dressed with her dad, and like you could see like. He didn't say anything. He just took pictures of me. And I was just like sitting there smiling and he see me put my vest on. And, and I was like, those were good shots. They were in black and white and then they had them in color. And I was like, man, that'd be nice, nice. shots to have. But we had to had to give them up for, for other shots. I yeah. really like. But I mean, just having everybody there, the, the family and the camaraderie and then everybody getting ready and, and uh, trying to make sure everything goes right. The one thing that I didn't like was a fucking wedding planner so damn bossy. I was like, isn't this their wedding? At ours? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the, the the blonde or the the, uh, the black girl the, the blonde didn't say nothing it's the okay. black girl I, <laughs> I know I know she's got a job to do and there's a lot of people what was she saying she's like she they, didn't say shit to me they say they they know they can't do nothing and, and uh, she's like you're supposed to be in the room I was like yeah they just sent me out to get everybody and I just walked off she was already, <laughs> she was pissed and I was like I'm, I don't have to deal with this shit. I was like, you're not my wife. We're not married. We're not dating. I got to deal with none of this bullshit. You is not giving me any type of booty. No. So shut the 
hell up, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, let him fly. Let yeah. the fly, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, she did a good job, and you guys had your your theme and what you guys wanted to do, and I mean, it came together nicely. And dude, if you if we would have had another camera in there when you came out to the I glass know, breaking, dude, I was telling me and Chris was just oh, talking about that God. just uh, Monday. I was like, man, I wish. I could have been in there with y'all. Yeah. I know it was it was good, and then like watching the video back, getting to see the walk from the front, and uh-huh. then seeing Mary's video is it, it was nice. Then you stood up. I haven't seen Mary's video. She uh, was recording. Yeah. She recorded yeah, too. She, hers was like the first one that was posted on Facebook that I watched, and then uh-huh. I saw the video that uh, Deandra had to put it up. You didn't put it up, did you? Uh-huh. On Facebook, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she put it I up, and, I, <laughs> and I, me and Jessica watched it, and it was just it was nice because I was like, I was like, man, we were in there. Oh, that's you talking about the highlight video where they yeah. had like the old Twilight music yeah. and everything. Then Steve yeah. Austin comes in, it just like cuts off. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, yeah, dun, I thought that dun, was. Dun. I thought I actually liked that. That was my first time. Dude. And you had the shades on. You. Yeah, I know looking. it. You know, my brother. I know we kind of super venture off from the intro, that's but right. my brother actually hit it on. He was like. He watched and he was like, "Man, I don't know if I can call that the Steve Austin walk." I was like, "Yeah, I mean." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I know." He's like, "You know who walked that was?" He's like, "That was a McMahon walk." Yeah, that was that was a Vincent <laughs> was Kennedy a Vince. McMahon <laughs> walk. So you, I mean, you came out with authority though. Yeah, I, I mean, came out with the the Vincent McMahon walk. And you yeah. know that that reminds me, <laughs> <laughs> it was hardcore. Hey, that's two that's two types of power there. One talent and then one promoter, and and that reminds me of something from Steve Austin said about when he first met Vince and they did a photo shoot. They never talked or anything, and they were sitting in the car. And then Vince goes, "You know what? Never let you never let a talent know how much he's worth." And that's the kind of presence you had. You mm-hmm. just walked out. You own. I mean, we wasn't even inside. You owned the whole fucking outdoors. <laughs> and it was like, dude, it's like, yeah, this guy's on a mission. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for my, all my groomsmen keeping my morale up, and, uh, yeah, and, and and definitely Poncho for bringing me the shots. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he came. He's like, man, thank you for sending my boy off. And I was like, man, it was our pleasure. Yeah, you know he said, yeah, <laughs> I could tell he had a good time too. Yeah, dude, Poncho's my dad, FYI, to all the listeners out there. So back to the listeners. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so I had the wedding, and, and then, then uh, honeymoon right after that, yeah. which I was gone for. Went to Cancun for about a week. Yeah, getting drunk. Yeah, getting drunk and doing too much stuff. We did too much. Hey, hey that's all right. Like too I mean, much, like activities. The deal that I liked is you guys learned from. From your seniors, me and Jessica, to go horseback riding. Because, I yes. mean, that shit is fun. That was. Deandra had an awful time because her allergies was killing her. That's And it just had gotten raining. So the oh. trails we were on, dude, they were, like, flooded. See, it was raining while we were going through. Oh. So it, it, started, it started raining a little bit and stuff. And then we were getting off and seeing, like, different historical places. And then it cleared up, like, halfway through. And, dude, I, all my horse riding skills back from when I was little just came back. I was sitting in the back of like... Let's go. And we're going, <laughs> speeding up, and then all of a sudden, my horse just takes a huge piss. Uh-huh. And I mean, like a waterfall piss. And he's sitting there trying to talk to everybody. It's like, <laughs> and I was like, I can't hear you. It's like, damn it, Luna. My horse did not piss at all. Uh, boy or he girl? did shit. Oh boy! All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did. He took a whomping shit right in front of DeAndre's horse. Nice. I think DeAndre's horse name was Simba. <laughs> Mine was Temple. See, that's better than Simba. Simba, that's that's a lion's name. Yeah. You can't crossbreed like that. He was like he was light skinned and like a lion. That's nice though. Yeah. Mine yeah. was supposed to be like the beginner horse, mm-hmm. but then when the uh when the guy was like, You guys wanna go faster? I was like, Yeah. Yeah, that's what he so always did. Click asked click. Me. And then my horse literally took off. Yeah. <laughs> like past everybody. The the the, the tourist or the the guide had to kind of grab my horse. Mm-hmm. Long story short, 
I almost fell off my horse. My hat flew off. It was all bad. I mean, uh, I had fun, though. I had fun. Uh, did, we had, they let y'all wear hats instead of helmets? Yeah, we didn't wear helmets. See, we, we got the... We had to wear helmets. I was like, I don't want to wear no fucking helmet, dude. The way my horse was riding, I mean, he could have easily knocked. Yeah, I could have easily needed that uh, helmet. helmet. But yeah, well, I mean, you guys did your honeymoon, and then we this last week and just moved into a house. So we congratulations. Were, thank you. We were finalizing everything and going through the closing. And the only bad thing is the people that lived there. I mean, they were nice. Fucking slobs, dude. Fucking savages, dude. They, they were nice because they knew they were slobs. Yeah. Didn't clean nothing. We had to go Dicks. in. Fucking dicks, man. It took us two days to clean. And now, anytime. They, like, actually leave, like, junk there? All right. Or was it just, like, no, 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 dirty no. walls, stuff like that? Dirty, dirty walls. Floor. Was there, okay, oh. wait. Was there a red, broken crayon there? Uh, no. Purple? There was no crayon. Oh. Okay. But on the floor where all the. And, when we went to closing, or when we went to go pick up the keys, we right before closing, we should have known that there was going to be some shit because their furniture was still in the same fucking place. Like you guys didn't even pack mm. at all, and they have procrastinators. To, yeah, and they had till nine o'clock on Thursday, so two days later to pack up and leave, and they were gone by like six thirty because we went over there on Thursday. But when we got there, you could tell they had like mice and other stuff mm. because they had the traps, and then they had all those little. Poison deal. The, the old green pills. Yeah, and rat shit every fucking where. So we had to vacuum, rent a steam cleaner because the uh, carpet guys, he had a family emergency. Then when we tried to call him back, we couldn't get in touch with him. So mm. we had to, we just got a refund and then uh, got a shot black from Walmart, the rug doctor, cleaned all the carpets, waited for that to dry, then kind of slowly uh, went back over there and started cleaning stuff down, man. I mean, the walls are dirty. Um, I mean, in the last seven years, they didn't clean or paint anything. So, I mean, we're dealing with the repercussions of that. But um, been doing – I think there's only – I have to clean the rest of the walls and then change out the vents because they're all rusted. And then, I mean – It's like the ground, the AC vents. All of, I mean, you got some up on the ceiling, some on the ground. I mean, not on the ceiling, but up at the top of the walls and down on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so all those AC vents. And I'm going to go ahead and use the vacuum and – get as much dust out of those vents as I can. But the good thing is putting everything in the rooms and cleaning up, it looks like a house now. We just got to yeah. repaint and it's looking nice. And it's the fact that there's not a lot of stomping when I walk because mm-hmm. we're not on the second floor. Oh yeah. From the apartment. Yeah. yeah. So you just can walk freely now yeah. and, and not worry about waking up 10 people under you and around you yeah. and above you. Cause yeah. with your stomping ass loud, dude, it's not stomping. It's just that I'm, you know, you walk with authority. Two, yeah, two two twenty seven. Walk like a BMF, bad motherfucker everywhere. <laughs> if I gotta take a shit, you better know that shit knows who's boss and so does that damn bathroom. <laughs> but um, it's just our house, and so we have the living room, uh, the bedroom. Then we have a guest room, which is also going to be a study. Mm. And then we have a workout room, which Jessica actually told me she wants a uh, bench in there. So I was like, man, that's cool. I said, he was like, yes. Yeah. This I is mean, why I married you. I know. Fitness. And then because she really wants to hit it again. She has three different kind of stair steppers deals. And then we have elliptical mm-hmm. and we have free weights. Uh, we're going to get a bench. And then I'm gonna, I want to put uh, a heavy bag in there, just mm. a small one, 70 pounds. I mean, it's enough for, for me to get some some small work with. And then we have the game room, which is like another living room. Mm. It's nice. Mm. It's nice. That And, and I you, saw this on your Instagram. Man. Yeah. Going through your Instagram. Oh, there. yeah. So um, for you guys, again, this is uh, the 
I mean, the one and only Elijah Bailey. If you want to follow me, uh, you can go to Instagram at eBaileyFitness. If you want to send tweets or read any of my tweets about any and everything, mostly fitness, but I have some some quirky tweets I post up. Hatred um, against uh, Walmart. And, Walmart uh, and then fucking and Oklahoma driving. drivers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to get off on another tangent, but, but people in Oklahoma. We're about to die for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, they act like they fucking woke up and said, hmm, I think I'll drive today. I've never driven before, but I will get behind this deadly automobile and I will fuck everybody's life up today. <laughs> and if I don't, I will at least know I tried very hard. <laughs> and so I put tweets out. But, I mean, it's the same thing. You go to um, eBayley Fitness on Twitter. Um, now you can actually find the Elijah Bailey show if you've been waiting <laughs> this Patiently. last month. I know uh, you've seen and a some lot people of, got a preview of the first of the uh, well, let's not call it the first. What do you want to call it? Just the Lost Scrolls. Yeah, it's going to be Lost Scrolls. Lost. It, episode. it was instantly lost. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that was. I mean that was a good episode. This a couple technical difficulty deals. Yeah. A lot of static white noise. Yeah, which the, disrupted. The ghost of, uh, who was it? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis yeah, from White Noise. He yeah, was in there. He was that in there. Son of a bitch. Yeah. But he's so ruggedly handsome and ruggedly. You can't get too mad at him. You really you can't. can't. He's he aged can't. well. He has. Yeah. I mean, he's his crow's feet have been nailed to his face since he Man. was young. So, I mean. Stapled. <laughs> it keeps him looking the same. But, yeah, we had some issue with that one. But, I mean, it was we talked about how we met, which we'll get on today. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just some stuff that was current at the time. Um, Batman Day, which we'll just say the, the, the question for next year, if you, if you yeah. hadn't been following on Facebook and uh, just some other stuff. Um, but you can also you can follow the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook and follow Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness, which is um, fitness and martial arts oriented page. Um, or you can just follow me, Elijah Bailey, on Facebook. Yes, and follow him. It's it is a thing of the thing of the future. Future. Uh, Wait, what's WE's thing? Past, present, forever. Yeah. So sounds I mean, good enough. Yeah, I, I mean. I'll take it and, and flip it and then trademark it. So. Yeah. But the other deals... Um, Change the colors. <laughs> it, uh, also, uh, me and Richard do another podcast together, The Black Box, mm-hmm. which is eight episodes deep, and we're getting ready to change that format and get back into it. Yeah, I can't wait. But, I mean, you can find that on Facebook at uh, Black and Gaming Network. Mm-hmm. And then everything is housed under the the lovely scope of Black and Studios. Oh, so Black and Studios. You can always find that on oh, Facebook. Oh, how I love that company. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, going on that, uh, tell us what Black and Studios is and kind of what well, your, your deal is. Black and Studios is a, is a actually a podcast recording company. Um, it's something that, that has evolved into recording podcasts yeah. uh and if you kind of if you know me like i said my name is richard taplin you can find me on facebook at richard taplin or you can even like the black and studios page uh at black and studios um the website is actually still under construction right now probably when this comes back up the website will probably be finished and done and everything like that um but black and is uh is actually the company uh that i work for i slave for this company and uh, we are looking for people who are passionate about a message they want to give across to their audience um, through podcasting, through the Internet. So if you are out there listening to this episode and you know or even you are considering to get into the podcasting world and take selfies of yourself and everything like that, because everybody do that here for some I reason. I don't know I mean, why. I'm the only one who doesn't, the one who doesn't take selfies. You're the only one that doesn't market socially. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, that's my huge flaw. 
I think if I market socially, I think I'll be so much more successful. But I just dumb lazy. I'm not I mean, lazy. I'm just I'm yeah. lazy on things that I don't. I want to be lazy towards. Yeah. And I mean, I understand because social media, like the deal that me and Jessica talked about, I was like, dude, I don't want to post all this stuff, but you have to because yeah. that's where the market is going now. So it becomes even more of a task job. And instead of hiring somebody and paying them money, you can do it yourself. And it gets you to interact with your, your fan base. That is true. That but, is true. I mean, it is. I mean, people like, oh, why are people always on their phone? If they're running their own company, which That's more, what they got to do. Yeah, Especially more. in 2015, 2016. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... You have to be on your phone. That's the whole uh, deal now in 2015 going forward is entrepreneurship and people run their own businesses. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, and this this goes back to what we've all talked about. Um, you, me, Michael, Owens, and Deshaun Thornton from the One Mike, One Voice show. Even with me talking to John Stone from uh, the Gamer Stand. Mm-hmm. Um we just want to we're we're kind of tired of working for somebody else because Man. it the payoff in the end I, like i'm looking at the at the long deal and i have to go home and say you know i can't make your game today or i can't do this because uh they call me into work yeah and i mean my dad wasn't around and my mom tried to make everything but she was a single parent mm-hmm. so i don't want to miss out on the stuff you know my kids have and then uh, selfishly, there's stuff that I want to do on my time that I know work takes away from, and they it, they give you like just a little bit. Like UPS gives you good benefits, but the pay, uh, even with the um, the uh, the strike that the union was going to organize to get us better pay, the five year payout. I look at that. I'm like, dude, I only be making fifteen, sixteen bucks in the course of five years, and I still have to do the same, you know, heavily labor intensive stuff. Like right now. Both of my knees are injured, my elbow, I have a rib out of place, and then my left uh, shoulder and, and deltoid is kind of hurting. And I have to go into work, you know, four nights a week, five nights a week, and pick off or load for four and a half, maybe five hours straight. And there's no way to, to coat that. Even if I'm not picking off, I have to walk around with the cart. I walk like 30,000 steps within those four hours, dude. Man. That's a lot. I remember I was telling DeAndre, I think on our honeymoon, it was probably like my third time of me recording that I actually hit my 10,000 step mark. Dude. Dude. Man, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's probably like my 10th time Uh, or my third time ever hitting that mark. Dude, people are like, man, uh, I had some guy tell me, like, dude, I've been working all day and doing this and you still crush me. I'm like, man. I'm fucking on a mission to finish it today, but I mean, it's just my work schedule between teaching martial arts and doing this, which will kind of get in more of my background later. Mm-hmm. But all the stuff that I do just keeps me very active. And then when my wife come home, I don't want to just be there. I'm like, oh, I'm tired from you know work and time to go to sleep. I got to give her time and attention too. Yeah, and so it's, I mean, it's a it's a hustle and bustle. But doing something yourself, at least you know that. I'm doing this. Nobody else has forced me to do this. This is something I chose to do, so I can't be upset about it. Yeah. And you yeah. can, I mean, you can say that about work, saying that I chose this job, because a lot of people say, well, they hired me. I'm like, no, you chose to put your application in, then you chose to take whatever offer it was, and you're continuing to choose to work here. Because I tell my supervisor, I was like, as much as you can fire me, I can quit too. I cannot come in. I don't have to be here. I'm doing this. Sometimes I'm doing you guys a favor because you only have two people on this belt. I know how to do this shit. I mean, everybody gets caught up in, in some of that stuff every now and then. But with your own business, you get to decide yeah. what you do and when you do. And you can prioritize your family needs over financial needs somewhat. 
Yeah, um, that is very true. And even though, like, the owners of Blacken, uh, they're a bunch of dicks, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, they, I do have that, that kind of freedom to be able to um, – <laughs> I really don't have that much freedom right now. I know. Uh, it, it'll yeah, get there, though. Yeah, it definitely will get there because, I, I mean, what I believe, I wish I would have started this a little bit earlier in, in my life, but um, I believe you work hard in your 20s and your four, or 20s and 30s, and then in your 40s, you kind of, you know, coast. And then your 50s, you know, you bask in your success that you've been putting in for the past 30 years. Dude, yeah, I'm trying to expedite that to 30. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's all on circumstance. Like, we were talking about this before the podcast. I've got so many people that are contacting me to do stuff with. And I mean, we met because, and we'll go into this story, but we met because you wanted to work out. And then we have like-minded ideas. And then from there, our network has just grown. You want to just go and transcend into that Yeah, right let's, just, let's yeah, just do let's that. So, just... yeah. So that was me opening up a can <laughs> of audio. Yeah, audio, audio, audio right whoop ass. Hey, either one, <laughs> I'll open up a whole damn uh, uh, payload, a whoop ass payload. So, yeah, like payload. Call of Duty, like you do payloads. Hmm. Am I thinking of something else? I think so, dude. Well, whatever. I'm I'm opening up a huge ass payload. Yeah. I mean, payload I mean, sounds I mean, like I mean, a lot. It sounds like a lot. Don't get it dude, twisted. All right, uh, audience. Uh, we are human, and I fuck up every now and then. But uh, I mean, payload. <laughs> payload is. Um, it ba- sounds like a lot. It's bailatized now, so that's going to be there something. This, this trademark payload is a uh, exorbitant amount of ass whoop that can be opened at any moment in time, audioly or audioly or physically, physically. <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, you gave us a, a payload physically yeah. this morning, dude. <laughs> All right, so before we get into that, we'll come back to the workout, but let everybody know who you are, because we already know that you're founder, owner, CEO of Black and & Studios and, and Black and & Gaming Network and so on and so forth, but who are you, and then uh, give us a little bit of history of how we met or what you remember. Well, like, uh, if you haven't been listening, uh, my name is Richard Taplin. I am, uh, like he has said, um, I'm the CEO and founder of Black and & LLC, and uh, the two uh, companies that it's under Black and LLC is Black and Studios and Black and Gaming Network. Uh, Black and Gaming Network is, you know, we 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 basically breed video games and everything like that. We've been playing video games since, oh God, man, ever since I can remember. And video games is honestly kind of how we was able to establish our relationship. I think we actually went to Central Middle School together, mm-hmm. which I had a dream about Central Middle School not too long ago. What was, was it? Uh, I can't. Remember. It was still in the same spot. I can't remember what was going on. I think me. Poncho, which is my dad, FYI, everybody. Um, my mom and my sister was coming back from like out of like out of town, and we were showing somebody the schools in Edmond, and we drove by Central Middle School, and of course it looked the exact same. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they put some rocks out there that looked pretty cool, and cut down a couple of trees that was like up against that neighborhood. Yeah, but that's about it. Um, that was that was the end of that dream. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know what the meaning of that was, but. Uh... It, it was. It made me want to go back to Central Middle School just to see if the rocks. Oh, are so there. nostalgia. No, just to see oh, if the, rocks the rocks are there. there. Yeah, I don't think hmm. they are though. Maybe it's saying that you're not. Um, God, man, you're supposed to. That's what people just think. <sighs> I'm not. But go ahead. Uh, so, uh, I guess grounded. Yeah, probably it's, it's good. I'm thinking maybe intuitive enough. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe your subconscious is just telling you that you need to be 
more prepared for the things around you that aren't as grounded as as what you think they are. Creepy. I don't know. But anyways, we met in Central Middle School, and um, we were both in band. I was a wood instrument. I played the clarinet. Yeah, yeah. that was a should have been one of your biggest regrets. Honestly, right I, I wanted to play the saxophone. That's what it was. Uh, right. That's and cool. To That's play. Cool. The saxophone, you had to play the first year of clarinet. Yeah. Then when I tried out for saxophone, I didn't practice enough, so they were like, no. Yeah. And then I tried again, no. I stuck with it all the way up until freshman year for some strange reason. I think because was, of trips. Yeah. I really did like the trips. Yeah, band trips were fun. Yeah, band trips You get out of school and you get to just relax and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's what kind of sucked me in a band. And I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of music. I'm a lover of music. Um, I love classical music, jazz, heavy metal is my my shit right now. Uh, rock and roll, R and B, more nineties, early two thousand, uh, rap and R and B, um, you know, dubstep. Um, only music I really can't get into is reggae. Hmm. Something about reggae just kind of like it. It for me, it's got to be specific because you don't want. I mean, you can want whatever you want, but I mean, there's certain almost like preachy reggae, mm. and it and it just. I mean, reggae is is good and all, but sometimes it just gets on your nerves. A little yeah, bit. that's that's kind of how I feel. Like it, sometimes I just I just like the reggae festivals. Not knocking anybody who loves reggae because if no, you love music, all. you know love music. But it's just not my cup of tea, and I don't really care for too much for gospel. And so after that, we move forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to Emma Memorial. And uh, mm. Mr. Bailey went to Edmond Santa Fe, Ooh. which uh, anybody who's from Edmond or uh, Oklahoma understand that uh, Edmond had uh, the huge three massive schools. The trinity of rivalries. Yeah. The last one you left out was the, the North Huskies. Who? Yeah. Exactly. What? Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, in a fight scenario, uh, through my, my years of studying animals and wild beasts, I don't know who would win because bulldogs were used to pull bulls down. That's why they're bulldogs. They'd grab them by the nose and throw them on the ground. No, I did not know that. Yeah, wolves are fucking vicious in packs and their loners. Yeah. And then huskies are kind of like the more subdued version oh, of wolves. Of but, they, I mean, they're still – they're ex- not extremely aggressive, but when back in the corner, they'll rip your asshole out, man. Yeah, it's funny, too. I think – I can't remember who was in the car with me. It was someone who isn't normally – Around Edmund, I'm assuming. I hate to do this to you, sir, but <laughs> assuming it was old Joshy. <laughs> mm. Joshua was with me. Who? Yeah, I, I don't know this man. Seriously, I think it was getting suited for our wedding, and we had driven past North. He was like, "Man, this almost like Fort Knox over there." And I don't know if you seen North, but North yeah. ain't got shit on what Santa Fe. Yeah, especially what Edmund Memorial looks like now. Yeah, oh, those yeah. two schools are like locked. And- the deal with Damn. them, they're locked down, and they built on. I know Santa Fe built on a freshman wing. So yeah, like, same thing at, um, Memorial did. I like thought our that was so senior parking lot stupid. is now a. The year we graduated, yeah, that's when they built it. Yeah, yeah they closed the seat. We was the last class to have our senior parking lot, and then after year after that, they built this huge academy and to it, separate freshmen because it makes no. Like I the put whole, too many of them in lockers and trash dude, cans. What a, dude. I mean, <laughs> I was a bully I mean, for some reason. <laughs> hey man, sometimes it, I mean, I told Jessica this story. We had a kid uh, named Josh, and it was after one of my tests. I think in my black stripes test or something like that. And I was sore, and I told everybody leave me alone because I was sore. And usually, like when I tested, you'd be sore for like two weeks. I mean, 
body's heavy. Oh, you're talking about like martial right. arts. Yeah, martial arts. Okay. Test. I'm My sorry. Bad. I'm over yeah, here like, um, oh, like a hard algebra test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, I'm a fourth degree black belt in uh, Korean Taekwondo under. Um, uh, well, ultimately under June Ri, but my uh, Taekwondo, the Taekwondo side is taught by Bob Kenny and then Bill Briscoe, Okinawa Gojiru. So uh, I have an extensive history of martial arts. A over whooping 20- ass. <laughs> <laughs> Two cans. <laughs> <laughs> 26 years worth. And at the time, I think I was testing, uh, I wasn't even a black belt yet. And um, yeah, so this kid, Josh, does something. And I, I usually I'm very calm. I don't have to yell. I have a... Yeah, and I was like, hey, I said, what the fuck are you doing? I said, sit in that corner until class is over. I mean, this is when you get oh, to ban. This, <laughs> this is when you get to ban, like at 6 o'clock. And I made him face, and he sat down in the corner of his face, and I said, no, if you can't fucking listen, you turn around and put your nose in the corner. And he stood there until 7.30, or whenever class will start, 7 Ouch. o'clock, 7.30. I was pissed. But, I, I mean, I'm not a person that raises my voice. If, if I'm going to do something... Uh, I'll ask you if you really want to do it, and I'll be nice and calm about it. But he pissed me off because he was doing stuff, uh-huh. and I was I was just, I had enough of it. That, I mean, it, uh, my fuse was it was already lit, and he just let it just went off. Wow, so, that's I didn't never knew that story, dude. I mean, I, the, over the course of this podcast, it'll, you'll learn a little bit more. <laughs> so uh, continue. Uh, so anyway, oh, yeah, he bullet. went to San, he went to Santa Fe. I yeah. went to Evan Memorial, and um, and we actually like let me go back to Central Middle School. Not only were we in band, but we had a passion for like Dragon Ball Z back then. Oh Man. yes, I mean that passion still lives. Oh yeah, day. definitely, 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 definitely. Dragon Ball Z's passion will never die. Um, but we both, you know, share that 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 passion for anime. Well, we didn't. I didn't know it was anime back then. But yeah, I just thought it was cool. I just thought it was cool. Those cartoons whooping ass. And um, I dabbled in a lot of Japanese games back then. Uh, I had a couple of Dragon Ball Z Japanese imports, and I had my Thank PlayStation you. stupidly modded to where I could play these games. I remember going over to Elijah's house and you know playing some video games with him, um, uh, whipping that ass over there. Hey, it happens. Everybody, I got them right there. FYI. Dude, yeah, well, hey. I got Legends and GT in there. Um, we can pull them out, dude. Well, you, don't, you don't want to do that to yourself. No, I want to do everything to myself. Do that to yourself. I want a first-hand ass whooping because it's been so long <laughs> since I had one. That's the reason I kept gaming is so I could get my game up. You know, I ain't but, uh, yeah, um, we no played punk. that, and then um, we went to two separate schools and everything like that. And then we just got split it up. You know, he, he did his life. I did my life and everything like that. And then I finally got a Facebook account. And uh, he was one of the first people <laughs> yeah. that he was actually one of the first people that reached out and you know and found me and everything like that. And then we started talking. Uh, and then um, I was diagnosed with lung cancer. And uh, through my <clears throat> excuse me, uh, through me getting better, I had lost so much weight. I think I had dropped down to like one thirty seven. And um, I started eating a lot, getting getting my weight back up. But I hated it because I looked like a huge blob. Like it was in my cheeks, it was in my neck, my stomach. I couldn't separate it from my hips. It was just too much for me that I wasn't used to because I always had like a slender body. So I think since we were friends on Facebook, I saw him starting to post something about a boot camp. Yeah. Like early in the morning, stupid early, but it was a boot camp. And it was like in Edmond. So I was like, okay, let me, let me go and reach out <laughs> to him. You know, I know he knows what he's doing because ever since I've known the dude, he's I never knew how long he's been doing martial arts, but – Ever since middle school, I knew he was doing martial arts, and he did a bunch of sports as well. So I knew 
if this is way past high school and you know everything and he's still doing it then he knows what the fuck he's talking about <laughs> so i remember hitting him up and uh, it was actually before that now i think about it, I, I take that back i'm being disrespectful Oh, well. That was that was 2014. It was actually 2013. Yeah. Mr. Bailey hit me up because he was getting married, mm-hmm. and uh, he right, invited dude. me out to his uh, bachelor uh, party. I got there late, of oh, course, because that's that's who I am. If yeah. I got there on early, it wouldn't be right. Dude, if you got there early, you'd have been you been alone. in the world <laughs> alone. <laughs> but. Uh, and I remember seeing him, and I think he's still, uh, you know, I'm not going to disclose any information, but, you know, I saw him, I was like, damn, this, this dude's still kind of ripped. He's, he's big as shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a good time that night. It was actually really cool. Uh, I met some, of his, uh, met some of his friends and associates, and we all went downtown in Bricktown of Oklahoma City and, and got shit-faced. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, damn, got wasted. And then um, after that, we, we became we started getting more and more closer in contact. And then the, the year following that, it was about almost exactly a year, that's yeah. when I hit him up about the boot camp. And he was like, yeah, man, just come on up to the gym. I was like, man, I'm still <laughs> Famous on. Famous last word right yeah, there. Yeah, I was like, whoa, I don't know, man. I, 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 at this time, I was still on oxygen because mm-hmm. my lungs were still trying to they, – they couldn't – I was still having issues with breathing. He's like, man, just come up here and let's get a little workout in. I was like, I thought it was in the morning. So I was like, yeah, I know, just come on up here. And – I remember how it was a Wednesday. I had to pick up my son, and I uh, went and went up there, and uh, he literally stayed. The gym is literally like maybe thirty seconds from my house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm always late. But anyways, uh, we went up there and we ended up just talking. You know, just basically just reconnecting from you know last time we actually had some decent time to actually talk. We talked about anime, mm-hmm. talked about manga, talked about video games. I don't even think we even talked about working out really until mm-hmm. the last like two minutes, and that's when he was like, "Oh yeah, just just come back Friday morning, and uh, you know we're <laughs> gonna be doing some working out and blah 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 blah." So um, after that, you know, outside for these this past month of October, which I hate it because yeah. I've missed so much. I've been pretty pretty dedicated. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, there's, I mean. I knew weekends. I have my hiccups. Yeah, yeah, the, the weekends, weekends fell off. We're never going to talk dude. about weekends. I was like, yeah, we come Saturday for two hours. You came for a little bit. I mean, yeah, you were yeah. coming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Sunday, yeah. And I think after Marceau left. That's when. You're like, ah, I can stay in on Saturday. <laughs> Don't even look at my phone when people call or text me. Because then the, I think they'll know if I'm looking at it. So. I think you, you know, just, I think it is. I think it's like a subconscious thing. I'm like. Ooh, no. I see my light turn. Let me flip my phone over. I, that was like a movie. He's like, ah, phone. And he like threw that bitch across the room and broke his phone because somebody's calling him because he didn't want to talk to him. Oh, then, damn. Then he he tries to walk outdoors and they're standing right outdoors. Like, uh, I heard, that's what I heard, I heard, yeah, I heard you throw your phone. Uh, so, I've never been that angry. No, I mean. I've thrown my phone, every but time, not because someone called. <laughs> <laughs> every time I text and call you, I'm like, yeah, Richard's probably not coming. But I, I mean, one day you might surprise me You again. never know. You so, never know. You I mean, never I, know. One day you might be like. All right. What's up, Dakota? Hey, Mary. What the oh, hell yeah. are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, it was what? Yeah. It was what, everybody? <laughs> so, uh, but that's that's my version of everything. And um, and ever since then, you know, we just started just talking. And it was kind of, it was funny how the whole podcasting thing went. Because Dude. in 2014, the spring, before I got sick, I was studying podcasts. I was doing extensive research on outline of shows and uh, doing a lot of practice shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even a little bit before that, you know, I was recording podcasts from my phone. Uh, just, you know, me and my brothers and stuff like that. 
Dude. So when he started talking about how he's a huge podcaster and everything like that, and he started, you know, asking me about, hey, man, I think we should do our show, and man, and then the rest is history. I had I had the equipment just because of I'm, I guess I'm a hoarder. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that because you never know when something's going to be usable. Yeah, and, and and sure enough, uh, everything started slowly falling in place, and I was like, damn, all this equipment I've been buying all these years. Hey, look. No. Black and Studios was born. It was, and the first day I came over, yeah, already we we tested out. I think I had Nyla with me. Yeah, you did. She's on the couch, and, and, we were and playing video I had games. a can of whoop ass for you, dude. Fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I had a dude, nasty can. Of- I think I ran the roster dry and didn't win a damn match yeah. at all. But granted, you you had the game a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I did. I but did. I mean, Sub Zero and Scorpion was in that ass. Dude, I can't. My gamer pride doesn't even use that as an excuse. I just got fucked up. <laughs> but you did get your revenge for J Stars. Oh yeah, Jace. I mean, I mean J Stars, dude. You and Josh. I think you got more wins than Josh. Dude. Oh, Josh took nasty. Like Josh got that first one, and Josh and, took like pussy dick. <laughs> yeah, dude. His chest was poked out, and he's like, yeah. And then after that, I said that ass is mine. Yeah, yeah. Josh took uh. Josh takes some nasty. Yeah. But, but go ahead. Um, I mean, I mean, there's, uh, for me, I've always been, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm intrinsic and extrinsic. So I can be in big social groups and big social settings and be comfortable and, you know, be relatable with everybody because uh, that's kind of been my background. Growing up with my, my grandparents while my mom worked in the city, I um, was with my grandpa all the time and he'd take me around. I mean, walking around Anadarko, that's where I'm from. Anadarko, Oklahoma, Indian capital of the so U.S. That's south or north? That's south for me. Okay. Is that by the name of Chickasha, Lawton, Verde. Okay, okay. Going down by that huge total. mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but uh, my I got lost over there one time. Dude, I mean. It scared me. It was like a stormy. Uh, like, cause they had shut the highway down. Oh, I got you. Because it had flooded. Mm-hmm. And um, we took a detour. Man, the buffaloes, they were out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> they were out. <laughs> I went by. Um, no, I had a dream, man. It's dreams. I had a dream about Arbuckle Park or where they had the buffalo, and I, I was, like, walking, and I went to the cage where because, I mean, you could go there and you could, you know, you're not supposed to touch the buffalo, but you can feed them some hay or whatever and then pet them. And I went up there and there was no buffalo, and then I talked to my grandma on them, and they shut it down because some of the – This is in your dream, right? Well, the dream is they weren't there. When I woke up, like, I went over to my mom's house because my grandparents stay with my mom now um, up here in Edmond, and they had uh, told me that they shut it down. So I looked online, and they shut it down because some people, I mean, they're shutting down a lot of Indian stuff because some of the Indians are stealing or so they're, so they're being told, people are being told that they're stealing uh, from the casinos or from the park and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I really don't know the story there, but it shut down. And I was oh, weird wow. that I had that dream. So you can't drive there anymore? I mean, or is it like I, shut it, down no, it'll to be, where? It'll be, I think it should be like chained up. And oh. there's and there's no buffalo, nothing there. Is at the none of the wildlife there is at the park except for like the stuff like move them or something. Yeah, like a Noah's like did a flood come over there? <laughs> and no flood, but I mean they just moved because they shut down the park and you they have just to open up the trucks and it's like come on buffaloes are yeah. about to relook. Where yeah. they put them at? I don't know. That's creepy, dude. But I, I mean, it was weird. I had that dream. I have very telling dreams. Like That's I, how I am too. I have very detailed dreams. I, Everybody and, else just laughs at me. Well, I mean, I, I can write a book if I could write, but dude, I can't write. I write on my like. I had a dream about Central Middle School. Everybody I know, and it was like a square, and everybody was going around clockwise in the square, and I was just going from person to person talking, and 
we'd get talking about something and somebody say something about they'd be tired from walking. I was like, well, let's keep going. We're almost there. And from that dream, I woke up and I, and I think this was before my fourth degree test. I, I had the idea of why centripetal force is so important to martial arts or to sports or anything else. And so I wrote, I based my essay, which is like 62 pages for mm-hmm. my, for my fourth degree off of that principle what are mechanics and what are things that martial artists aren't thinking about or aren't teaching their kids? Because most people don't even remember what centripetal force is. They have to look it up and, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I, I kind of read into my dreams that way. Hmm, interesting. But, I mean, I had that dream. But, um, anyway, I my grandpa used to take me everywhere. I mean, we had cars, perfectly good working cars, but we walked everywhere in Anadarko. Mm. We walked from Anadarko to Lawton back in the day several times. How, how far is that? Too damn far for a little kid to be walking. I mean, it was fun though. <laughs> you get a you get a stick. Uh, you walk with a stick, or if you had the dogs on the leash, uh, you walk with them. Um, and then my grandpa, you know, taught me how to pick cotton. There was a cotton field. They own four mm, properties. Caught you young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just dude. like how he was taught, dude. Yeah, they have <laughs> fuck, dude. They have four properties. My grandpa would mow them with a lawnmower. I I'd, I'd have to edge them up with scissors. So, and, yeah. and he had two gardens that he worked. But I mean, I wouldn't trade that for anything in the world because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and they were like my parents. Or, or uh, while my mom was working, then she'd come down and she'd visit and do stuff like that. So I got the best of both worlds. I got to spend a lot of time with my grandparents and spend a lot of time with my mom and my aunts and my uncles. And it, you know, when they say it takes a village, I think everybody raised me mm. um, from Anadarko, moved up here to OKC, um, lived with my mom in an apartment. And that's when I had my, I think, as far as I can remember, my first near-death experience. My Uncle Kurt, you know, tried to teach me how to swim. How you learn how to swim? Uh, Throw your ass in the water. I, I remember the water closing around me. And then I think I went black for a little bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then I remember being pulled up, like, fucking, uh, you coming out of a baptism. like, <laughs> And water just spraying everywhere. And I was <laughs> just screaming in the apartment. And in that same apartment, I got my, I sl- somehow I got my hand slammed in the door. Somehow, like my, my little finger, but I was little enough, it didn't break. It just, like, oh, I'll put your hand in some ice. And I had my hand in my ice in the car. But, man, I have a lot of, that's why I'm so tough. <laughs> just shit just happened. <laughs> but we lived in apartments um, off of May and uh, 122nd. Okay. Then we moved to Hefner and Penn, uh, and I went to school at Heritage Hall. Oh, okay, right up the street. Or not even, I mean, St. Eugene's first, where I could walk. And then I um, I, I think in that house, I taught myself how to ride a bike. My hmm. my aunt, uh, KK, taught me how to throw a spiral with a football, and I learned a whole bunch of stuff there. Then I went to Heritage Hall. Then I went to Charles Haskell. Then after that, we moved uh, here to Edmond. Charles Haskell. I know uh, somebody Haskell, Rascal, but man, I can't remember. Man, uh, uh, Skylar Butler lived in... Uh, uh, your parents' neighborhood. Well, I had a whole bunch of friends, whole bunch of friends that lived over in that neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Everybody was yeah. in that my cousin. You know Ryan, Ryan Ladd. Yeah, yeah. She lived over there. Uh, I think Cand- oh, I know of her. I don't, I don't uh, know her, know her. Motherfucker. Sorry, uh, Candace Pearson. There's a whole bunch of people that lived over there. That was but, stomping grounds for everybody. Dude, everybody. Was, yeah, who was living in Evan, but that was broke. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, whatever works. But um. I moved to Edmond, went to Central Middle School, and then, like you said, uh, we met up, and, uh, you know, you were one of the guys, like, I didn't invite a whole bunch of people over to my house, so you, Brian Hodges, uh, Reggie Smith, 
Brian Mitchell. There was like a, a core little group that I invited over. And I mean, we, besides you and me, probably me and Brian spent the most time uh, at the house. You would come over. We played Gundam. Yeah, uh, another oh, can of boy. I got hey, that in there too, FYI. Hey, I don't even, I mean, <laughs> my fondest memories are on the PlayStation. Yeah, with, that's all we played. With the imported games. And we talked about this last time. You have to put the disc in. And the disc, blue disc with gold, with yellow on it, has a one and a two on it. And you have to open up the lid. But pop see, it mine open. wasn't like that. Yours was the silver one. Yeah, but no, no. My, my game, or my actually uh, hijack mode was. Uh, on the first generation of American PlayStations, in the very back of it has like a little, uh, almost like a PCI, like a, like a little PC mm-hmm. port. You had to take off the little cap and maybe no, and, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah you yours was way on, different. Yeah, yeah, you had to slap because, on like a little, a little small little jack into yeah. the back of your PlayStation yep. that messes with the PlayStation's computer, yeah. and you can see it on the screen. And stuff. Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. you almost like a game genie. Yeah, and then you go in there, and then you you know you still need the spring and everything yeah. uh, to fool the the PlayStation think it's still running, and then you just put the Japanese Sorry. game in, and you're set to go. So I very much just let you borrow it, yeah. um, for a while. Yeah, you uh, have the game genie and everything like that, and for you to try to get your skills up in those damn games, <laughs> dude. And and when you let me borrow, I was like, oh my god, this is a whole new world of games. I don't have to play Madden '99 no more. <laughs> and uh, then I finally went to Vintage Stop, and there was another uh, game exchange. Game exchange. Game exchange was the first one I went to, and then I I started going to Vintage Stop to buy like Final Bout and all those other DBZ yeah. games. But when I got, I was like, oh, man, this has a disc to it. And I showed you, I was like, yeah, I just put my disc in and do this. And, I mean, from there, I mean, it's heaven. Yeah. Because I think you were probably the only person we I played Dragon Ball Z with besides my cousin. And, yeah, I and think even computer. in my world, I mean, outside for you, I think Josh was, he was pretty hardcore in the Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And then um, Brandon is actually pretty hardcore in the Dragon Ball Z, too. Dude, he don't even though him. he's disrespectful in anime in general. Uh, but he, he was he was in, uh, he had all the DVD, he had all the the Not DVDs, VHSs. Yeah, yeah, the action figures. Yeah. Um, Pokemon was all in a Pokemon Dude, back then. Yeah. Uh, man, my Game Boy, Yu Gi Oh. Dude, I wasn't even mad. My mom bought me a purple Game Boy. I said, "Appreciate it. it. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get Pikachu, and we're gonna rule the world." <laughs> but yeah, I remember that man. I mean, there was nobody else. I remember. Like the way that my mom's TV used to face her her window, and then the last time, right before you left, she had just turned it uh, to the side of the window so the the light was coming in, and that's when the DBZ had started back over. Uh, I think they that used to be the most saddest thing in the world. Yeah, they did it so many times, but that used to be so just True. man. I mean, there was. I mean, when you watch shows that that uh, you like. And then you're you're reminiscing about them. I can still I can I get that feeling, and you can smell the shit that you smell when you yeah. watch it. Because you're like, oh man, Goku's about to fuck up Frieza. All right, a week later, oh man, he's getting ready to fuck up Frieza because it takes so long. Takes but forever, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that was that was hype mode because that's when I first started seeing Dragon Ball. I was like, oh shit! I was like, there's a, there's a story beforehand, uh-huh. and Yajirobe. I was like, because I never saw him do anything. I saw him cut Vegeta's tail off, and then after that, he he did that. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of like just a fat person. Yeah. But I mean, we hung out there, and that and that was a bond that I kept. And like when you when uh, I was having my bachelor party, and you got on Facebook. I was like, dude, I got to invite Richard. Out. <laughs> I think I invited AJ out too, but yeah. he's he's busy. Yeah, he's uh, he is busy, and he doesn't really care for uh, the extra activities that come into uh, bachelor parties. Hey man, it was a ball. Though. I mean, I wish we'd got there earlier. But when you got there, we picked up at the dollhouse. Yeah, and dude, we just kept drinking. 
We had a good time. Like I said, I got to meet some of your friends and everything like that, and then we kind of just rekindled. Um, you know, that was like, I, yeah, that was our first time actually seeing each other. Yeah, besides. God. Yeah, that probably was Probably since, for, like, middle school? I think so. We didn't really see grade. each other in, in high school or anything like that, did we? I don't think. I, I we think I have, saw you, like, at a game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something not, like that, but nothing. And then, I mean, we we were at the bar drinking fireballs, talking. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, did you check out this show and that show? And it's just like right back to where we were, so yeah. square one. And, I mean, I don't have that kind of bond and relationship with a lot of people, so I knew it was something special then. And then, like you said, you came to boot camp. We started talking about podcasts, and the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is. The black box. and The rest is you can find on the black box. <laughs> <laughs> and now the Elijah Bailey show. So Yes, which we are very excited for. Yeah. And we're I mean, very excited for it. Roxy <laughs> just gave us a high five, yeah. which we will. Let's go ahead and just, uh, just, just send my introduction. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to put her on mic if uh, you don't want to. Uh-huh. Uh, but we, we have a lovely special guest. R.D. With an S. <laughs> I got Roxy and Deborah over here. Yes. And uh, they're actually starting their first podcast yeah, today. So, so they came in. They're, they're kind, they're kind of, of sitting in and yeah. listening in. Uh, they asked me, should they come early? I was like, yes. And I knew why I wanted them to come early because I knew they would probably sit in on this one yeah. to get a feel of it and everything like that. And um, uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah, I'm excited I mean, for you guys. Because, I mean, Another like-minded group of people coming into the Black and franchise, mm-hmm. and then uh, reaching another a group. Yeah, so. uh, especially in a positive direction. And um, like I was saying earlier about Black and Studios, that's that's what we look for is people yeah. who are just passionate about. You know, they have a, a message that they want to give across, and that they're actually passionate about. And we want to do everything we can to promote it, yeah, and them. also give you good quality sound. Yeah. Um, so without all the other BS. Yeah, that's the claps. <laughs> oh, I should man. do like a soundboard for that. You oh, should. there you go. Do the snaps. The snaps. <laughs> there we go. I like that. I like that. I dig it the most. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's kind of how we kind of met and yeah. got everything going. And then, like, like I said, the, the I know one reason on my behalf. I mean, I'm speaking for myself probably. Is the Elijah Bailey shows? I know the Black Box was kind of starting to take a, a more a different route, mm-hmm. and. I know I don't know know how your yeah. mind thinks, but I like to <laughs> say as a friend, I know how your mind works to the extent <laughs> to where I know Mr. Billy doesn't like too much like change being put on him, like chains, not change. Yeah, but, like confines, yeah, or confines, restrictions and stuff like that. So I wanted it to Dude, I mean, have a, a still an outlet for where we can talk see, about is, whatever. You know, you're like, like my podcast wife, trying to trying to look out for me. I'm just trying to be what's so, good, man. I got to I got to do what I can do. You know, what I'm saying? I mean, with with the black box, I understood that it was going to be. I mean, I didn't know what it was going to be, and it turned into its own deal, and it I was really fine did. with it. But I was like, man, maybe we could do some other podcasts. Because I mean, you listen like me. I listen to over 100 podcasts. So you listen to Adam Carolla, he and Doctor Drew. Dude, they probably have like twenty different podcasts, mm. and they do like either uh, podcasts uh, in singularly by themselves, or they have like a co-host, or they have a group of people. I'm like, that could be the same thing for studios or Kevin Smith with his own company, yeah. Smodco, and he's got all his friends doing different podcasts, and they do uh, Hollywood Babylon, Fat Man on Batman, um, The Secret Stash, and all these other podcasts are underneath his his company. So I was like, that'd be something we could do because I could stick. I mean. Not being restricted, but having a set um, 
drive or focus is good for me because then I have to dive deeper and do more research into it. But I, I, I do appreciate uh, <laughs> you letting me climb outside the box because, uh, as you can see on Facebook. Hey, yeah. That was like a pun, wasn't <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The black, like box, black box, just climbing yeah, outside yeah. the black box. <laughs> <laughs> But you can see, like, all the posts I put, anime, manga, which is stuff that we talked about on the show, but I can go in more depth and stuff that I personally like, and I can speak on it in that behalf. And then for us, for the black and gaming, the black box, talk about more game-oriented stuff or movie adaptations of comics and stuff like that, and then promote other shows. So, Because, I mean, like I said earlier, being on social media, you'll run that feed crazy with all the posts. I have to make sure they're posts within... Maybe two hours each other. If I post something back to back, I have to see which. Yeah, I think one. I need to get in better contact with you because, like with me, I just see something like, "Oh, this is cool." Do do do. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And you did that. I was like, "Oh crap!" Now I gotta, I gotta make sure to post it on my personal page and on the Elijah Bailey show. So you did a good job. You those really numbers. did. You do like a so, phenomenal job on Facebook. And, I'm trying to keep up with all that your, stuff. Your um, spontaneous editing and podcasting abilities. I, can, <laughs> I have to try to keep up with that on Facebook. But well, you do a good job. You do a good job. <laughs> The, uh, the the main reason for this show, besides just giving me another outlet, is just because um, just to have something where we can just come and kind of talk uh, not so much structured around that, that, that box. Yeah. You know, and we can come in. We talked about our past. We talked about us. Uh, you getting married and, and moving mm-hmm. and it's stuff that that might not interest a lot of people. But I mean, it's interesting to us, and it's something that's important to us. So you can you can get our chemistry, and then people can fall in love with what we have to offer and yeah. what this show is going to bring. And the person. Yes, 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 yes. Roxy yes. says the person. I Look mean, at her already blessing the mics. I know, I know, <laughs> dude. It's like she's just going to take over. Yeah, she's, take she's ready. No, it's all right. She is excited. You see that little push she gave? <laughs> yeah, she gave. She pushed me out of the chair. Out yeah, the yeah exactly and they're going to grab the mic right. <laughs> and uh, he didn't have nothing else to say, so. <laughs> But, um, I mean, the only other thing that, um, I mean, like I said, this was the, the actual first episode. The other yeah. one we had some issues on. So we wanted to get back in here and, and give that story because I didn't think we could re it. Uh, I, I wasn't worried about that. Honestly, it's, it was because of that episode of The Black Box when Michael and <laughs> yeah. uh, Deshaun came in. And we actually recorded that three times, yeah. which no yeah. one knows about it because it never worked yeah. all three times. But that's when I found out. You know what? The magic can keep going. Yeah, we do have a good rapport. You can invite people back on, and the vibe can come back. Come back. So, I mean, they're not missing too much. So, mm. but is there um, is there anything that? Because I mean, like you said, you're you're the co-pilot, the co-host, uh, my consigliere. So, is there something that you you wanted to talk about today? Because we got to know. Well, the people got to know us. Is there anything that's on your mind right now? Um, I'm excited. Yeah. You yeah. look very calm for excited, but I mean, it could be a calm, calm storm coming. Bro. I was up playing Need for Speed and uh, W Two K Sixteen. Tell me that because I, I till like one o'clock. That's why I was surprised I made it this morning, dude. I was surprised because I told I told uh, Brandon and Dakota to give you a call. I said Richard needs to get his ass up here this morning to work out too. So I said give him a call because he's an answer mine. Yeah, I, I so. was I was I was glad. I'm sorry I was late, but I was glad. Mm. I was like got the bell. I was like. Oh. It's been too long, man. And Roxy, you know how it is. I mean, you're going up there to get your butt whooped. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's nothing fun outside for the people up there. Only when you're leaving. 
Yes, uh, there, only there when is. you're leaving. Yeah, because you, you sit there and you look back, you be like, "Man, I did it. I did I do all that? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got the exactly. I got my whole day ahead of me. <laughs> but uh, no, um, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just excited. I'm just t- kind of tired, probably. Yeah, and I, um, I feel like we function better on tired. Yeah, I mean, you have to thrive and you have to keep going. And we, we, I think it makes you focus a little bit more harder because you're just up and like hyper. You're just, I know my mind just so scattered and everything like that. So that kind of segues into the the Bailey Book Club, the book of the month. Oh, so you started posting that back up? Yeah, I know because I missed last month because all the moving and the wedding. I saw that. I actually (laughs) paid attention. Yeah, and I would like to see you post something on Instagram too. But good luck. (laughs) (laughs) But um. That deal that you're talking about and being so hyper, you can't focus. Uh, one of the books is The Paradox of Choice, which basically states that if you have 10 choices, it makes it hard to focus on one because you can go in any one of these directions. Any one of these directions have has a finite amount of possibilities, but those possibilities overwhelm you to where you're like, no, nah, I don't need to choose anything. I can just I can kind of put this on the back burner and I can start my focus on something else. Mm. Well, then that just adds now you have 11 different possibilities and it kind of teaches you to focus in on, on one thing or limit that scope so that way you can actually get some work done. Mm. Like there was a a gene company, and they had, um, and I talked to Deshaun about this yesterday. Um, they had all these different genes you could do different kind of pockets, different lengths, different cuts, and they gave their their customers so many options. The customers didn't buy anything because they didn't mm, want to mess with yeah. their genes. Like I don't want a boot cut with these kind of pockets. I don't want like this cut with this and that and this hip. And so a guy came in trashed all the the genes told them to pick three genes they wanted to keep and that's what their company is based off those three genes yeah. and then their profits went up 400% because they limited the scope for people if you don't want these three genes you can go somewhere else if you want these three genes you get to choose between these three and then I mean raise profits raise morale company came out of the tank and that's the same principle behind that yeah so, I strongly believe in that and that's something that I'm starting to see a lot more with me being the guy who sits behind the computer and uh, you know, editing the podcast and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's a lot of things I'm just like, you know what? Less I'm not even give them the option. Yeah. I'm just gonna just do it the just way. It, yeah. I'm just gonna do it like this. Do 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 do. Yeah. And you know, I have faith in my talent enough where I'm like, the person's gonna like it, and sure enough, they love it. Yeah. Um, just like even with the one mic one voice show, I think there were there was a first show, or they were the first show that I threw extra music in mm-hmm. while they were talking about something that was completely off topic. Yeah. Because I heard it off another podcast I listened to, and I was like, man, I really like how this dude has like this subtle music, plays in the background on certain things. I want to start doing that. And I did it on their show, and they were just like, hey. That's nice. Hey, That's nice. Yeah. where'd you get that music from? How'd you do that? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it, player. Yeah. <laughs> I did it just for y'all. And I, I love the way it sounds, but I didn't give them the option. I just yeah. threw it in there. And in worst case scenario, if they just truly didn't like it, you know. They could just tell me like, "Hey, Richard, that was cool, but you know, don't do it." And I just won't do it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I completely. I'm starting to understand that little theory a lot better yeah. now. Yeah. The other, um, the other book that kind of dabbles. So, what was the name of that book? The uh, Paradox of Choice. And where can people find these first of the month? Dude, I always go to Amazon. No. Oh, the first of the month videos from Elijah Bailey. Uh, you can go to uh, Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness on Facebook, or you can find it on my Instagram or Twitter at eBaileyFitness. It's the same uh, same tag for both of them. But at the beginning of the month, I'm not saying at the very beginning, not on the first, but it could be the first Maybe or the, the fifth. fifth. Yeah. <laughs> that $50 lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get a, a post. And since I missed October, uh, the book of the month for October that 
got piggybacked on this month was uh, the the power of habit, why we do the things we do in life and business. So why do we make these specific choices? Why do we go in this direction? Are we moving in this direction because it seems like a safer route? And this goes back to us talking about working for somebody else and working for ourselves. The, the deal that crushes people's dreams is security. So like a UPS, outstanding benefits. I mean, if, if Jessica gets pregnant, we only have to pay $200 out of pocket, if that, for mm. everything. And then, you know, we do WIC and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they give me all these benefits. I'm with the union. But the other deal is the pay. And just because I have that security with, with the benefits, it keeps me from looking for another job because yeah. there aren't any other. Well, they seemingly tell you there's no other jobs with benefits that high. But uh, if you work down the Social Security office, I'm also applying for a job as wellness, a level one level uh, wellness coordinator um, in Logan County. Uh, you work at Kim Ray. If you work at, I think even Devon and Chesapeake has have benefits that yeah. are on par. Really good benefits, yeah. yeah. With UPS, and you can get better pay. I, th- I think the uh, wellness job that I'm going for is like two thousand uh, biweekly. Mm. So I mean, it's, it's it's a lot better than UPS, but I get better hours and everything else. But if they keep me in the confines, or if I keep myself in the confines, only UPS being the only the end all be all, I'm never going to try to pursue anything else. Yeah. And that's why, you know, working with you and Michael and everybody else, going after my LLC, getting my DBAs lined up, getting my schedule and everything else, I want a job that that works for me. And then I want to establish my own business and company so I can shift away from that job. And then because Jessica's going to be on the board as well for Bailey Enterprises or Bailey Industries Mm -hmm. uh, for whenever I start that, which should be. You know, next couple of days. Nice, nice. Yeah, Congratulations, sir. Thank you. But you're actually you're 100 right because I remember I think it was me and you who talked about this a while back that the fact that came here where I originally heard it from, but this guy got on the mic or something like that, and he was talking how you know these these places, these companies are paying you, you know, twelve dollars, fifteen dollars, yeah. seventeen dollars, eight dollars. Tell me how good it is of your life per hour. Yeah. Per hour of your life to, you know, work for them and everything like that. So, I mean, that right there alone is something that just kind of blew my mind when that guy, when I heard this guy's talk over. I'm like, you know, you're right. My life is way more valuable than you know, eight, ten dollars an hour or whatever the pay rate is. And the fact that I'm limited to doing something that you want me to do, something that you know, God's gift may be completely different. And I'm over having to go against the grind to hit this security, like how you were saying, of, you know, the benefits or, you know, because I I got, you know, medical issues where I need health insurance or, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, keep up float. You know, I got a kid and everything like that. So I kind of feel like I might need that security um, uh, of a job that I may not care for you're listening whatsoever (laughs) so um yeah you you hit it right on the head on that one i mean it's you start thinking about that like you said like i said i wanted i wanted to have my own business or not work as many jobs by the time i'm 30 and is this job really worth the time that i'm sacrificing and what am i going to get out of it at the end of the day because my deal is i'm a mentor by trade through martial arts, through fitness and everything else, is working at UPS going to help me? It's going to be something I can say um, 
is a part of my success because I learned how to speak to other people. I'm on the safety committee there. I, you know, I do some jobs of a supervisor or in that capacity. I keep morale up. I talk to everybody, um, stuff like that. That could be a part of it. That could help me with my speech. And it gives me time to think or take phone calls or, or work at work. Um, I know, but you know, ultimately that's not going to be something that pushes and drives me towards one, me being happy or my family being happy or me actually reaching what I see right now, because what I see right now could exponentially grow, you know, within the next year, I see a company being built and having its own niche and reaching, let's say 5,000 within a year with all the people that I said are, are coming and talking to me. We, I could have like... 15,000, 20,000 people that I'm interacting with and traveling from not only the U.S., but from country to country, kind of like Deshaun and Michael are doing, yeah. and giving speeches and talking or doing martial arts or doing other podcasts or, you know, like I told Deshaun, he's going to Africa. I was like, man, take your equipment down there and make sure to talk to people. And yeah. Then, I mean, send that back to Richard for the exactly. podcast. Exactly. I mean, that's going to be something. That's real-world experience yeah. and then conversations and getting that perspective firsthand. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're saying right at sending out this you took the words out from my that's why i told him last episode i was like he was talking about how long he's gonna be gone i was like you better take it yeah take you better be sending me back some emails you better Hell put yeah. some stuff in the Dropbox because that's gonna be some nice nice, nice content content man. and, and even, then to grow an audience they already they already have an audience you yeah. know that's international but you know grow a more personal audience mm-hmm. internationally uh you know i think that's phenomenal that's yeah. like Superstar status. Yeah. Would I you mean, call it superstar status? Yeah. Superstar? superstar superhero. Superhero? Celebrity? Super, super person. Celebrity. Yes. Celebrity. Because, you know, one of my goals is... Jay-Z. On, no. 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 His That's, lips are too big, man. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm not a girl. I don't want to kiss I can't him, remember so. what DT's lips look like. Oh, don't don't do this to okay, me. Okay, my first episode. Oh, man. We'll do this Come to on. your podcast. Wait, uh, <laughs> one of the things I am going for is to get that, that little blue... Um, no. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, that little uh, blue asterisk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram that says you're somebody of that status, because then your your audience grows. I mean, overnight, as soon as you get that that blue deal, like uh, it's mainly reserved for celebrities or politicians. I have no or, idea what you're talking about, dude. I mean, for to to do live videos on Facebook, you uh, have to you have to have, have like to, a pretty big following. Yeah, you have to be, and it really it says celebrities, government officials, you know, people of stature, and, and I'm to the point now with the Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness. Uh, once I do my LLC, all I have to show them is a copy of that, like send them that document, and then I actually am a verified page. And mm. I don't even have that many followers yet, but it'll open uh, up. I do know what you're talking about now, because yeah. that's what I'm trying to do at Black and Studios, and they keep saying that your house isn't. Well, they no, they they kept telling me that you need to send some information, and I'm just so lazy, I just don't Dude, read. I mean, I'm just like, oh, okay, never mind then. Because I mean, <laughs> we're we're still steadily growing. It's not as rapid as before, but we're still growing weekly. With, yeah, I know. With new followers, I know Black and Studios hit like a weird week last week. Yeah, dude, it like jumped up like like almost like forty. Dude. New likes, it was kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, man, once you, I mean, what, that's one, two, three, four, four different pages, and they all intertwine and interlink together, and you get you get them all verified, and then you can, I mean, the one deal that I want to do 
And what we need to do for the Black Box too is to reach the people besides the podcast is do short little videos. Yeah. And say what we're doing behind the scenes. Richard's in the bathroom taking a dump. Caden's you know? <laughs> messing up the house, doing whatever. Yeah. And just and just get in contact with them. But I mean that that verification is going to open up that avenue, bigger audience. Yeah. And then we can do a little bit more stuff. And because some of the podcasts I listen to, they have guests that I never would have thought they'd have, like famous writers, artists, uh, produce TV producers from different shows. I'm like, dude, how? I mean, I don't know these people. How the hell did they get them? I to believe come that show? even with uh, Michael and Deshaun's show. Yeah. Uh, when they Michael, had, Michael's uh, got some. He got some he backdoor got some, contacts. He, he got some backdoor contacts. They had uh, you know Thelma from off Good of times. Uh, Good Times come no. over here. She was actually sitting right where you were sitting at, Deborah. Oh, when, they, when she was down here? Yeah, and she yeah. came over to uh, jump in on one of their episodes. And, yeah. Yeah, that was, was nice. just like weird. That was the day you was doing my hair. Okay, yeah, you, had, you did my hair that morning. <laughs> but yeah, that was like... Well, that's why he got his hair done. Yeah, that's exactly uh, why I got my hair done. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, just like what Michael said that one episode, it's all about networking and who you yeah. know and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't take advantage. Like, a couple of my friends uh, go to college, they graduate, and they expect everything to fall. And I was like, dude, you're not networking. I said, me? Like, I put myself out there. Like, I was the vice president of the Oklahoma Karate Association. And, I mean, we went into that deal uh, with two $400. And by the time I left, they had, you know, almost $30,000 in the bank. And every year, you can only take 4999 over. So that means we generated that. And I didn't even make it the halfway through the year. I went uh, January to April. And then I resigned right before my third year was up. And we had generated that much money. And every year, we kept generating money. The 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 um, demographic would grow. So we were having, you know, probably 300 people total at the tournaments and like almost 200 competitors that were actually active members. And I never been a vice president before, but I put myself in that position to gain experience. And with that, I network with people in Missouri and and New York and New Jersey and just everywhere as martial artists. And I went out to one tournament and it's, I think it's been like three years and they're still trying to get me to come back out Hmm. and they're still following my stuff, telling people about me. And then people come to try to train with me because of my work ethic and then that yeah. networking. So. That crazy work ethic. I mean, it's as much as I'd like to say I'm talented and gifted, I mean, when it's something. Cause, you are. Man, whatever. When it's something you I want to do or something I believe in, then I work my ass off. Like this house that we got, just because like, we don't have to work like this and that because I'm going to work. I'm tired. I'm sore. But I want our house to be nice. Your house, yeah. yeah. You want it to be a reflection of you. Yeah. And so yeah. I put my work into the house, cleaning up everything so it doesn't look like shit, and putting new blinds up, uh, cleaning out the refrigerator, putting new stuff oh, here. and. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, dude, I, I'll bust some suds. Whether it's Domino's or real dishes, I'll bust some suds. I have a question to ask you. Uh-huh. How did you get connected with Citizen Bank with the commercial? Oh, oh, that was actually Tinker Federal Credit Union. Tinker. Um, okay. My buddy Jared uh, Miller, I played trombone with him at Santa Fe, and he works with a degree called uh, or a company called Third Degree. Well, I guess I guess they were going uh, through their database to see the names of the members because they picked me, a rower from UCO, and then a front rum, uh, front woman, a singer for a band. And Jared called me and said, "Hey, do you still do martial arts?" I said, "Yeah." Like, what well, did you like being a commercial? I said, uh, 
What do you mean? What commercial? And he's like, it's for Tinker. I was like, oh, yeah, Banquet Tinker. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, I know everything. Yeah, I know. Already. And uh, I said, yeah. Can, and I said, I have a demo team. Can they be in the, the commercial? And it's like, well, uh, he's like, yeah, I think so. They'll they'll give you a call and they'll do an over-the-phone interview and then we'll let you know from there. And I, you know, hung up. They gave me a call. Actually, on my way to the karate school to do private lessons and to teach. And I just talked to him. And uh, after we did the commercial, they were like, man, we weren't going to do the commercial because we thought martial arts was too violent. And <laughs> after talking to you, you know, this is what you, you mentor these kids. You're promoting family values. You're doing this. And then everybody there had a blast working with you guys. You, you guys weren't killing each other and doing this other stuff. And they loved it. They didn't show the other people? I don't remember the rowing or the, uh, the front. I think I remember the no, front woman. Yeah, the maybe. rowing one was very, very sparse okay. being shown. And the front woman, she got some uh, uh, shown on there. But mine, they said mine was the most popular one. Hey, and yours I, was on the billboards. Yeah, and they, and, and they all released in the same time. But, I mean, it's three years later. They're still doing the commercials. Yeah. They had the billboards. They have it uh, still on the website, brochure. They're even using brochures for, like, Langston and other parts. I was like, I don't even go to school. I graduated <laughs> UCO. But they have me in my Cosby sweater holding packages <laughs> and doing all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's that's basically what happened, you know, just knowing Jared from band and then, you know, speaking to him like I would to a class, like informing them. I think that's one of the biggest problems with martial arts is martial arts – isn't what it used to be anyway. But people on the outside watch movies and think that the kids will be headbutting each other and doing yeah. all this other stuff. And it's more than that. Anybody can learn how to punch and kick, but be a person of merit or value is something that you have to teach. And you can only teach that through discipline and structure. You can't give away rank, uh, like give people their belts. You can't lie to people and tell them they're doing well when they're not. I mean, because it's evident. Like if you're working out, hard you'll see the change in your body you'll either be able to run longer you can breathe better going up the stairs i mean you'll notice your clothes fit looser but everything is evident of your work and and that really really shows your success in something and so when when kids or even adults aren't doing it i don't sugarcoat anything I'll mm-hmm. tell them. I say, if you suck, I'm gonna tell you you suck. Yeah. If you're not working, there's I'm gonna no get sugar. on your ass. Yeah. There's no sugar in your tank. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's no reason to though. Why would I say, you know, one that that demeans me as an instructor, and it devalues what I'm saying if I have to tiptoe around what what needs to be said because yeah. I'm gonna have to say it five, six different ways before you actually start to understand what I'm saying. When I can say, hey, uh, like Mackenzie, Mackenzie's just turned nine. But even when Mackenzie is five, I'm like, if she's playing around in a private, I'm like, hey, you're pissing me off. Now, do you want to go home or do you want to do your private? And I'm I'm telling that to a five-year-old, and I've had Mackenzie since she was four. What do you want to do? Because you're wasting my time. You're wasting your parents' money. You make a decision. Mm. And now at eight and nine and seven, she's been her class leader. She stood up for several of her friends who have been bullied at school. She's an outstanding student. Her her reading score, she comes home with almost hundreds all the time. And what, and what belt is she? McKenzie is actually a brown belt right now. Wow. I know. And and she's got to wait two years before she can test because she has to be at least 12, and that's the minimum age, before she can test for black. Wow. But, I mean, her, her comprehension level, she's like, why are um, – why are those kids doing that when they know they're not supposed to? Or why, you know, mm. asking about people that are in their 20s, why do they have a black belt if they're not training? Mm. I, I never see them fight up here. Or she sits down and she analyzes MMA and other combat-type sports. I mean, to to have that kind of mentality. Yeah, at that age. Yeah. And that's why I, I say I teach you guys so you can be more successful at me younger. Because my instructor, 
Mr. Watley, Mr. Galloway, Mr. Holt made me more successful in my teens than they were. They started being successful like the tail end of 30 as far as entrepreneurs and businessmen and so on and so forth. Um, as martial artists, I mean, they've always been national champions. So I come mm-hmm. from a good good stock and a good lineage. But, I mean, that still doesn't determine who I am as a martial artist or a person. You have to grow and, and learn that stuff. And so uh, once Tinker found out what I actually do and what the mission of the school is, they were more than happy to invite us uh, to do the commercial. And they did the commercial at our school, and and the rest is history. So The rest is on TV. Yeah, it on is on TV. You know, yeah, on I should have asked for a royalty deal because, man, <laughs> as much as they play that movie, me and my wife should still be getting paid, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's one of the deals that, that is um, my passion is martial arts is giving back. What way can I continue to further my education or my enlightenment? Um, and uh, martial arts is one of those deals that it's continued education because you always have to adapt and change to your body. And as you get older, yeah, I'm not going to be going – all out. Well, Roxy, Roxy's a slugger. Roxy get in there and she be knocking yeah, heads around. Don't let, don't let that honest look fool you. Yeah, I know. That's like my mom. My mom tried to, she tries not to cuss and stuff, but I know my mom. She, when, I, when I say hit me in the face, I got to be ready to react because she'll do it as soon as I say it. But I mean, I can continue to read, study, train for the rest of my life because one thing, this is the only thing you own your body. So why not treat it in a way that is utilizing the gift that you've been given? And I've been blessed to to be able to comprehend stuff in martial arts and be able to be around some of the best, like military guys, martial artists, and so on and so forth. That is one of my passions. Then to give that back. Yeah, and Richard. Hello. Who always uh, injures his arms. Yes. Uh, when we're fighting. And yes. we'll talk about, I mean, we'll have a day where we just talk about past fights, like me knocking out people or breaking some on people i mean that stuff is interesting but most of them are funny they're just goofy yeah because your injuries are just self-induced sometimes and i don't know what's bugging me but my, my left elbow i don't know if i tweaked I, it i think it was because you weren't married now that you're married you should be stronger because <laughs> you have a you have a second a second uh second party you holding you up yeah but that um, would be nice. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> she does a great job. Yeah, if, she, if it, you're listening, I love you. There you go. And that's <laughs> a segue. The other passion of mine is my wife. You know, I have a, a family history of uh, there's no there's no legacies being left. My mom and dad got divorced when I was a baby. My uncle got divorced from my aunt, and he took care of his three kids. Uh, you know, a single dad, um, and then my aunt had three more kids, and she took care of them as a single mother. Um, my other aunt, uh, her and my uncle Sydney got divorced and she raised her son. So I've had a couple examples, my uncle Mike and Debbie, my uncle Mike. Um, and if you remember Bree Long from the boot camp, she just now got out of her basic training. She's got 17 more weeks, but she'll be stationed in Mustang. And my uncle just got promoted to Brigadier General within the last year. And he was the head of the highway patrol. He's worked with the FBI. He's Brigadier wow. Gen- General now and with the reserve. And so she'll be there with him. And him and my Aunt Debbie have been together forever. You do? Yeah. Yeah. He worked with my husband. He did? Oh, see? Yeah. My Uncle Mike is real tall and real nice. And he's, he's, I want to have him on the podcast because he's, he's an anime geek and, and really? Marvel comic geek. Right, bring him on in. Yeah. My Aunt Debbie's like, how many more comic movies are going to make? I said, until 2029 at least. She's like, <laughs> oh my God. But my grandparents have been together uh, since I've been born. And so 
with me and my wife, I want to be the the first to continue that legacy and have a family, have kids. And then I, that's why it took us so long to get married, seven years, because I don't believe in divorce. So I wanted to make sure that everything was right. And I appreciate uh, the stuff that she brings out of me and the stuff that she does and brings to the relationship because it's a lot different than what I bring. I was very... Dude, rugged. I'm I'm the, I'm the Neanderthal, and she's very nice, and I've hardened her up a little bit, and she's softened me up a little bit to, <laughs> to take on some of the challenges and, and adapt to changing conditions, if That's you will. So, but in a nutshell, I mean, those are the things I'm, I'm most passionate about. I've learned how to live through martial arts, and I've learned how to connect through people differently because when you're fighting somebody, that's the most earnest you can be. And so talking to somebody after you whoop their ass or after you get your ass whooped, it, it 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 humbles you, and it keeps you um, open to the possibility that there's something else that you need to learn, whether you win or lose. Yeah, and uh, you just learn how to address different issues. And it doesn't have to always be physical. Me and Talon got closer after we started Dude, really hardcore yeah. brawling. Dude, you guys are crazy. <laughs> now that me and Talon, me and Talon always been cool, but. That day that me and him turned when it up. You're knocking his damn beanie off. Man, I mean, me and him turned it up one day. I don't know. I don't know what was in our coffee that morning, but me and him I both mean, turned it up. But ever since after that, me and him gotten a lot, uh, a lot closer. closer. You just feel it though. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't backing down, and and neither were you. I wasn't about to back that down duck. either. Yeah. Dude, if I would have <laughs> recorded that, that was the smoothest duck I never. I'd, if Joe Lewis was like, he'd have been like. That was a good duck. He'd have, he'd have came to you to learn. <laughs> that was a good or look. Frazier, good I look, mean, son. Joe Frazier. But, I mean, he was crazy. I mean, there's just something inside. It's that, that instinctiveness when you fight. And as much as people want to fight it, I mean, everybody loves fighting. Every Roxy, Roxy likes fighting. She no, said she Roxy, didn't like fighting. Because Roxy was trying to like, That was yeah. the only day you was coming up was mm-hmm. on boxing. Day. Yeah, she was. Dude, she Pull said, those gloves right now. He's like, where's my gloves? Because uh, Brian then was telling me, like, every time we get ready to fight, Roxy comes up my arm and says, I'm going to whoop your ass. And then she just <laughs> smiles. She just smiles and walks away. So, Roxy. He's lying. <laughs> I am. I am making that up. But, I mean, it was fun. Hmm. It was all in fun. Roxy just said, I hope you don't miss your family. <laughs> but there's just something about it, man. But I mean, I think this is a uh, good stopping point for episode one. Yeah, the active episode one. Yeah. Active episode, and then I'm sure the listeners will get pieces of the uh, original OG uh, episode. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely throw snippets uh, here and there. Uh, I got some. I got some pretty cool ideas for uh, that episode uh, that I'm sure you're gonna love. So. Yeah. Um, uh, I am, like I said, the co-host, um, yes. Richard Taplin. Yes. You can follow all the all of our podcasts on the Blackened Studios, on the Blackened Studio, uh, on our Facebook page. And like I said, you can also check us out at blackenedstudios.com. The fa- that website will be back up and running by this weekend, or actually by the time this podcast drops, it will be up and running. So um, you can also look at, I guess, my two, three posts I do on Instagram <laughs> at hashtag blacken, and that's the word hashtag spelled out in blacken. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about Twitter. All right. And um, <laughs> we will be doing video soon, so you can find video of these shows. I mean, it's going to be for for anything in blacken studios will probably be on the blacken YouTube page, right? Mm-hmm. And then for, for mine, any of the footage you give me, uh, that you don't use or if I record from my phone will be on the Elijah Bailey YouTube channel. But like I said, you can always ask questions, um, look at my tweets, or even look at pictures on Instagram at uh, eBailey Fitness. 
Uh, follow the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook. Follow that official page, and then follow the Bailey Lifestyle Fitness page. Um, as the podcast goes on, we'll talk more in depth about all that stuff: manga, anime, uh, comics, movies, fitness, uh, martial arts, um, our personal lives, personal trials and tribulations. Hello. We'll, <laughs> we'll have guests to interview on the show that are you know hopefully respected in their fields. And sometimes I'll just you know <laughs> shoot the shit with my friends that are in town um, and talk to them. And there, there's a variety of stuff. If there's anything that you want to hear from us, I want Talon to come back and talk about. I know his, video games. his dad and yeah, his yeah. he can't play Asian video games. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did want to talk about uh, the girl that got thrown and ripped up out of her chair, and then that that Fox broadcast. Oh uh, yeah, dude. But I mean, we'll talk about it on another show yeah. because we'll so, talk about once the mood gets lighter on it <laughs> dude i don't care if the mood is hot right the whole block could be hot and we talk about it but yeah we'll talk about it on episode two thank you guys for tuning in to the elijah bailey show we will bring you more audio gold more content more of that stuff that you like to hear late in the evening mm, sipping mm. some wine <laughs> <laughs> what about some yak i don't like yak oh sorry what about moonshine Oh man, last time I junked that, Dude, I, yeah, well, I had a good time actually. Yeah, there we go. Like, yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, you remember, yeah, yeah, at first yeah. I did, but then it started coming back. Yeah, uh, you guys might even get a chance. Mary Trina was drinking that. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna say you and Roxy because she was tipsy. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Was you tipsy at the wedding? Roxy? She had two flasks. I did. I had some Chardonnay. Oh, Ooh, wow, some Chardonnay. Roxy, Roxy was getting thrown at the Roxy way. was selling <laughs> she was she was selling liquor out the back of her car. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was <laughs> See, it I'm was gonna leave it at that. Yeah. It was lovely. <laughs> but uh you guys almost you might get a treat and get to hear our wives on the show as well. Yeah. And hear I was the telling real her story. that the other day. Tell oh, yeah, last see, night, actually. You see what he said? He told his wife what to do. That's the that's the way you do it right there. <laughs> You'll know who the bosses are in these relationships. But um, thank you guys very much. Uh, Richard, you got anything you want to say? Thank you all for listening. And we're gone. <laughs> <laughs>